Welcome to day 291 of the new way. I'll read John 16, 13 through 15. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Once again, Jesus repeats that the Trinity is working together. The Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And together they will guide and instruct and empower those who invite Jesus into their lives. I'll read John 16, 16 through 22. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. At this some of the disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me, and because I am going to the Father? They kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. I believe Jesus is feeling the shortness of his remaining time and he's trying to make sure the disciples are ready for what's about to happen. We've been looking at his promise to send the Holy Spirit to help them understand everything. Today we see him trying to prepare the disciples for the immediately upcoming events. Jesus knew that the disciples still weren't prepared for his death. They envisioned an earthly kingdom that would overthrow the Roman-occupied Israel. They planned to be the high and mighty in Jesus' new kingdom on earth. Jesus had told them several times previously that he would die, but they were not ready to hear it. I believe Jesus was using his master teacher's skills to turn their attention once more to the things that they needed to know. So when they began to ask questions, he explained again that there would be great sorrow 
when he went away, but the purpose of this sorrow was to bring joy. Jesus reminded the disciples that a physical birth brings sorrow and pain and suffering, but the result is joy. But how can we feel joy at the thought of Jesus' death? In Romans 6.23, we are told, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. If Jesus had not died for us, then we would have to pay for our own sins with eternal death, separation from God for all eternity. We discussed this on day 134. And if our sins are not paid for, the Holy Spirit can't come inside of us to guide us. So the joy is that while it costs Jesus great pain and suffering and sorrow, the result was our joy, our salvation. Another reassuring thing about this passage is that when God is trying to teach you something that you are not ready to understand, he is patient and loving and kind and gently leads you to understanding. He is a master teacher, and his desire for you is joy and peace. He will lead you gently, even though he may have to repeat it many times. Open your eyes to the things God wants to teach you. Don't look only on the physical. So many times we are wrapped up in the physical and can't see the spiritual side. Look up and ask God the questions he wants you to ask so that he can teach you great and marvelous things that will bring you incredible joy. In his service, Dale.